This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark. And with me today is Rob Kowalski. Great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Uh, more than welcome. Uh, we, uh, Rob and I have known each other for about two years now, I think. We were introduced at Epic Church. How That's long right. have you been going to Epic? I've been going to Epic for 12 years, on and off for the first, you know, five or six, but uh, real, real steady for the last, uh, I guess, seven or eight. So Epic is a church here in Baltimore based in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, funny just today, the day we're recording this podcast, uh, I saw a picture of you and the pastor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was from what nine years ago? It was ten it, years ago. Not yeah, it was ten years ago. And and he, this is when I was in the nightclub promotion game, and he used to come out to try to keep me from, you know, backsliding. Basically, <laughs> I was going to church, you know, uh, sporadically, and I guess you know he was he was trying to help me, and and he would come out and encourage me not to do bad things and they and, they were some sunglasses i saw there. <laughs> yeah and his frosted tips oh yeah yeah he had that little you know soul patch, soul patch. that's yeah. it yeah they're losing it there um so so anyway yeah i met rob at epic and then i was invited to a city fam event uh i still remember my first event uh it was at nick's fish house here in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah um and uh uh, we have been friends ever since. We've mm-hmm. talked about ministry and have, have bounced things back and forth uh, for about two years now, I, I would guess, coming up on two years. That's right, yeah, and I appreciate all the support you've given me, you know, the the messages and the prayers, especially along the way. Yeah, if if you've listened to this podcast, if you've if you've been around this podcast for a while, we've had a couple people from City Fam, and, and I know that I have said uh, things about City Fam, and I've told people multiple times, and I just told you earlier earlier today in kind of our pre-interview, I guess you would say, City Fam is one of those ministries where when I when I was told about it, I I was in I was in awe. I was like somebody's actually doing what I think is one of the most real ministries, mm. um, and. Uh, I know it's it's a nonprofit. Uh, it's not technically a religious organization. Not right? technically faith based, but yeah. you know that's what, when faith based people are there. Yeah, it becomes faith based yeah, anyway. Exactly. So we, you know, and and this idea of just just connecting with people mm-hmm. and 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 being a part of of people's lives mm-hmm. and letting your faith um, basically infect that whole community mm, yeah, uh, and seeing seeing what happens when you serve the Lord and, and lift up God and then God draws people to him. Yeah. So um, I, I, I respected, you know, I respected that idea that, you know, and, and, and how you were, were placing that and putting that out there. And mm-hmm. I've watched you over, you know, over the, you know, these two years and watched you interact and, and, and how people are drawn to, to you and to your faith. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, really just as a matter of meeting people where they are. Um, part of it was a selfish 
you know, scratching a selfish itch because when I really sold out for the Lord, life got very boring and I was not knowing what to do with myself on the weekends. I was staying in every night by myself, you know, and I thought that's not a good long-term strategy, you know, to isolate. So I, I started organizing social events basically to give myself something to do. But I also knew that it would, you know, I was having trouble inviting my friends to church. Like they weren't, they weren't responding to my invites and I knew I could get them to a social event a lot easier than I could get them to the church. And once they were at a social event, um, you know, if I could get some of my church friends to that social event and they could meet, they could see, Hey, these guys aren't weird. You know, they're, <laughs> they're actually pretty nice and whoa, this is what I'm looking for. So that's really kind of how city fam started. And it just turned, it turned me, my desire for a social life into a ministry basically. That, that's fantastic. So here at Amazed by God, we we kind of like to hear stories about what God's done in people's lives. Testimonies in my life helped me go from somebody who just realized that there was a God to somebody that knew that God could work in my life, mm-hmm. that no matter what I was going through, I knew that because I heard someone else, what God did for them it was he was able to do it for me. Right. And we don't have that we don't have a, a place to share testimony. So that's what we do here. So I asked you, Rob, what has God done amazing in your life? Man, he's totally transformed my life. So if you would have saw the person that I was before I met the Lord, I mean I was I was the worst. I was the poster boy for just a, a scumbag. I was the biggest stripper in Baltimore. Uh I transitioned in, in into a career as a night nightclub promoter in my mid twenties. And, you know, I, it was just debauchery. My, my God was pleasure. I, you know, was very promiscuous. I I drank, I used drugs. I liked being me, you know, but my life was a mess and, you know, I valued all the wrong things. And when I, I was 27 years old, I was actually in Cancun, Mexico with, with a group of friends for spring break. And I got baptized in the Holy spirit out of the blue, which was, it's crazy when I tell people the story, cause it was a complete road to Damascus experience. I flew home early and, and, you know, suddenly with this new awareness that God was real and just had to make some really hard choices. And it's been a tough road, like for sure. My life hasn't been easy, but I was thinking about it today. I was, uh, you know, how content I feel with you know, my finances aren't where, what I want them to be. I've been single and a long time, abstinent a long time. and But, you know, like the things that I used to put so much value in, that so much worth in, like it, they don't mean anything to me anymore. You know, I drive a 1997 Toyota Tercel and I'm happy, you know, like, of course I do want things to change. I want, you know, I, I want to get married, fall in love, get married and and, you know, hopefully get a, a later model vehicle. But for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm really content with uh, with where I'm at. And my goal is just to just to please him. And, um, you know, I. I would say, like, you know, a lot of a lot of times I'll think, like, why did that happen to me in Cancun? And, and the only thing I can think of is, you know, when, if God wanted a before and after picture, like, man, he got a good one with me because my before picture, I was so jacked up when God got a hold of me, you know, addicted to everything. And, um, you know, what he's been able to do in my life, it has been nothing short of a miracle. So, um, you know, I, 
like I said, I was I was very promiscuous. I was a stripper and a club promoter, and and I just recently wrote a book called Why Waiting Works. And this that was the opening story in the book too, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was it was talking about my my trip to Cancun yeah. and just you know, girls buck naked in the bathtub and you know guys all jacked up on steroids and and uh, you know now I wrote this book on abstinence. I got the number one video in the world on YouTube for waiting to have sex. It's got like one point you know, 2 million views and I can, I can break it down and explain it to someone that doesn't understand the value in waiting very practically. It's to the point where that you can't even argue with me because the, the, even the people that don't agree, they'll realize that I'm right. And, you know, but God did that over the last 19 years. Cause I didn't even understand the concept when I started, but so, you know, it, to me, when I look at who I was this sex addicted, drug addicted, you know, party boy to someone now that's got a message of sexual purity and um it's just you know it's been a miracle it's a it's a story of hope it's a story of redemption mm-hmm. it's it's one one thing that we see in there uh tell us a little bit about your book real quick sure. you did bring that up and uh um yeah so again it's called why waiting works uh you can find it at whywaitingworks.com but it's uh it it the subtitle is uh, how fast sex prevents us from finding true love and long-term happiness. So, you know, in the book, I really just wanted to break it down from a practical standpoint. So even for people that aren't of faith, uh, that they could understand it. Cause I feel like a lot of the books have been written on the subject have were written, you know, like it's a sin or you're breaking a commandment and, and that doesn't always resonate with people. And I really wanted people to understand this is how it plays out when you don't wait, you know, and, and let them understand, you know, the real life implications of it, because I feel like people are more prone to do something if they understand it, you know, like most people wouldn't go to the gym if they didn't know that they were going to get in shape. You know, like, so you'll, you'll endure CrossFit if you know, okay, I'm going to get a six pack in two, two <laughs> months from now, you know, like, so if I, if someone understands it, then they're a lot more likely to do it. You know, and when I started, like I said, I just didn't even get it. To me, sex was like a massage. I was like, I didn't have any idea why, you know, like, why it was wrong because nobody taught it to me. I was raised by a single mom and, you know, from the time I was 16 years old, I was sexually active. And, you know, to me, as long as I wasn't hurting anybody, I was like, well, what's the problem with this? So, but I did, I got a really good understanding of it now to the point where I like, I think I can explain it better than anyone in the world. And that's what the book is really doing for people. I get a lot of messages from readers that told me that, you know, it's caused them to reevaluate their lives because, they, they understand it now for the first time. And you, and you're doing this as you know, helping people, but as a ministry as well, too, that yeah. God has, has re, you know, changed and reformed your life in, mm. in a way that, you know, I, I, I've, I was never in, in that, in that, you know, way that you were, you mm-hmm. know, I, I became a Christian when I was 14 and went to a church that was very, very, I don't know, sheltered, yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, and, you know, went to Bible college and mm-hmm. <laughs> started pastoring at 19. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was never in, in that scene. So to see somebody come out of that, you know, and, and, and we were always, oh, that scene always is fun, but that scene is, you know, right. doesn't last, you know? And, and to be honest with you, there was a lot of times where I was like, man, that looks a lot more fun yeah. than what we're doing here. Yeah. I know? mean, listen, it's fun in the moment. This is what I tell people. I'm like, you know, I'm sure Charlie Sheen had a lot of fun, but is he having fun now? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the punchline. That, that, and that's that's the thing. It comes down to to where 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 is God in your life? Mm. Where 
and how much does he he resonate? And I, I mean, totally 100% honest. I, I, you know, I struggle with, man, this Christian life sometimes feels boring, feels feels dead. I mean, it does. It still does it now. It still does to me. Yeah, you know, and, but I always look back at God and look at, at you know, the, the joy and the happiness mm-hmm. that I have. And, and I really do focus on that joy. That mm-hmm. joy is, is, it's not a fleeting thing where the mm-hmm. happiness is. Yeah. And I have immense joy in God. And yeah. I, I think I see that in you as well, yeah. too, through through Thank the you. years that we've talked, that, you know, there's always ups and downs. There's mm-hmm. always highs and lows. And, and, and we've been real with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, being on the prayer team for City Fam or, mm-hmm. or, or the prayer emails, you know, I, I you're real with us, mm-hmm. you know, and I take that to heart. I, I, I take your, your emails and I pray over them. I pray over them for weeks on end, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they stay on my phone <laughs> because, again, I, I it's a way that I can contribute to that ministry. And, yeah. and I've always felt that that was really, really cool. So let me ask you one one quick question. What what does God mean to you now? Like, what is that? How is that? Not just how has it impacted your life. What does he mean to you? Mm-hmm. And you just came back from Israel, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, probably got a, you know, a, a fire hose course on, mm. you know, the history oh, yeah. of the Bible. Totally. Um, what is, what is God, what does Jesus mean to you right now? Yeah. So, I mean, he's my hope and everything, you know, like, I was, I almost made a post today, the lyrics to that song. I could have had a really different story. And that's, man, that's me. I, my story could have been so different. I have no idea where I'd be without him. Like, I would have, I don't, I feel like certainly I would have gotten locked up or hospitalized off of something I would have done to myself, maybe a car accident or something, or just been a complete disgrace and a source of regret or disappointment to my mom. And, you know, she's proud of me now, you know, and I've I touched a lot of people's lives bec- only because of him. You know, people compliment me and, oh my gosh, I see all this great stuff you're doing. And, and I'm like, it's only Jesus. It was only him. It was all his idea. It was not my idea to be abstinent. He stuck his hand down into my mess and grabbed me out of it. Well, I wasn't even looking for him. It's not like I've even walked into a church. He found me in the midst of my crap and he pulled me out of it and he, he believed in me and, you know, caused me to believe in that in myself, to see something in myself that I had never seen before. I, I was like, I'm the least religious person. I remember thinking to myself when he called me. So to me, my relationship with God and Jesus is everything. You know, like it, I'm com- com- completely committed to whatever he has for me. I want it all, but I don't want anything more than that. You know, so people tell me this thing, you know, I've been, I've been abstinent for the last, 13 of the last 19 years and I get people tell me they're like what if there's no payoff and I'm like there's already been a payoff you know I'm like I'm the best version of myself you know I I'm a better son a better member of my church and society I wrote a book like all these great things have happened but it's only been because of him so you know if I go to my grave dying to build city fam and you know find love and open home and all these other things I'm striving to do and it never happens at least I'll know I gave everything. So again, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's you said it's a hope. I mean, yeah. that's you, you. You laid out you laid out that idea that there's a hope in God. Mm-hmm. You know, and and unfortunately, a lot of things in this world don't bring us hope. Mm. A lot of things in this world bring us death and decay. You know, with the promise of hope. Right. But I I I love that you said that. 
you know, even if you don't get the things that you like, you're still the best version of yourself. Yeah. Even if you don't fulfill your selfish desires, which we, let, let's be honest, we all want to fill our right. selfish desires. You know, I, I, I'm, you know, I look at it and go, yeah, I'd love to win, you know, $400 million in a lot. Yeah. Lotto, you know, like I'd love to, you know, you know, take trip around the world. I'd love mm-hmm. to do all these things, you know, but even if I don't fulfill those. Yeah. For me, it's about getting to heaven and knowing, you know, hearing him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know what I mean? Given everything. And that's what I'm doing. I want, you know, things, City Fam to function at a higher level and to reach millions of people and all these great things. But as long as I show up every day and give my all and make sure that I'm doing what he's told me to do, um, man, that's that's success for me. That's awesome. I, I love that answer. I love I love the answer of hope in the way that you put that. So we end with two questions here. First question is, what's a Bible story, a Bible verse, character hmm. um, that has touched you in your life? You know, it could be obscure. You know, it could even be a pastor or someone else. And, and why? Hmm. So we might need to edit this because I need to think for a second. <laughs> no, that's fine. Hmm. There's so many to choose from. I'm trying to think which one. Well, is... then, then give me a couple. I mean, obviously, I love the story of David, you know, just from zero to hero. I mean, from out in a shepherd to, to being the king of, uh, you know, Israel. I would then I was just there. I went through the cave that he he climbed through the like it was like this water canal, basically, where he climbed. He came up into Jerusalem and conquered the city. Um, so that was really cool to, to see that. And then we also stood where his, his, the, temp, uh, his, the roof of his temple would have been, where he was looking down on Bathsheba. Yeah. And it was really just cool. So, I mean, I love the story of David. Um, you know, I love Paul. A lot of what Paul resonates with me a lot. I have a verse tattooed on my arm, you know, about being the chief sinner. And, you know, God chose him because he was the worst of the worst. And, uh, and to make him an example for anyone else that would believe in him. So I, I like Paul. And, and, you know, obviously his his conversion story was very similar to mine, but I don't know that I can choose one. I mean, there's a bunch of them that, you know. You also got my favorite verse tattooed on you, right? Which one's that? The, here I am, Lord send me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the Hanani in uh, Israel. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my favorite stories. I mean, I have a couple yeah. favorite verses, and that has mm-hmm. always been one. It, it uh, There's a song, which mm-hmm. is, is one of the things that we, we talk about next, is is what is a song that has touched you, Christian mm-hmm. or not, but there's a song that has resonated with me called Take Me In. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an 80s worship song, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. still pretty pretty 80s, you know, but uh, it talked about that, that story of, mm-hmm. of how, you know, he took the coal and cleansed his lips and said, now you're clean mm-hmm. and everything else is washed away, but when you have my touch, when mm-hmm. you have my fire, my burning desire in me, now you can go and you can touch the touch the world. So, mm. yeah, uh, David is David is also a fantastic story. Uh, I love I love one thing that I love about David is no matter he's he's called the a man after God's own heart. Mm. He's, he's one of the greatest men to ever live. We're told, you know, him and John the Baptist. Yeah, and and with David, we get so many of his failures. Right, yeah. you know, and. You know, and I, I've, I've preached on this a thousand times. What makes us a Christian is not that we're perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the response to our failures. Yeah. You know, um, when I spoke last week at, at a youth group, I talked about this and, and, and it hit home with somebody. I remember them coming up to me afterwards and, and talking about it. Said at the end of his life, he, he was going to take a census. Mm. 
and God said, don't do it. Right. You know, and then he does. Pride. And then, yeah. and, then the, and, and then the prophet comes in and says, hey, if somebody, if you told somebody not to do something and they went ahead and did it, what should you do? And David's just like, let's kill him. Right. You know, and, and yeah. the prophet's like, that's you. It's you. <laughs> you know, and his immediate reaction is, is to, to completely 100% surrender himself yeah. to God. And, yeah. and, and that's what made him a man after God's own heart. And, and, you know, I know we have a mutual friend, uh, Stephanie, who mm. we have talked many times. He's like, I hate David because I can't stand you know, his, his failures, right. you know? Um, and I've always like, but look at his redemption. Look, yeah. at, look at that redemption. And, uh, I love him. I love him for that. So. Yeah, I always say, I used to say, don't trip at the finish line. I used to tell people, and now I say trip to the finish line because you're going to fall a thousand times. And you're right, it's a response to the failure. But, you know, I, sometimes I'll go through those thoughts. And I, I used to have a, I used to have a little a English bulldog. He got cancer and, and, and I had to put him down. But, you know, he just, he just wanted to please me, man. He just, he just, he was, you know, wanted to, Sometimes he would pee in the house, though. You know yeah. what I mean. But I knew he never did it intentionally. You know, like he he only wanted to please me, and you know I feel like that's the way God knows. <laughs> like if if you really want to please him and you just happen to mess up sometimes, he gets it. It's a great example. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Well, no. If, if you think about the evolutionary process, so to speak, God's that farther advanced than we yeah. are, so to speak. A lot more, probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the gap is probably even more mm. than us to a, a a dog. So, uh, we end with we end with the idea that music touches the soul, mm-hmm. um, and people like to go and listen to songs that have touched people's lives. So. Christian or non, you know, whatever you think, one song that has has touched, moved you in some way, um, and, uh, you know. Hmm. You know, I would say, as bad as it sounds, because it's so, it's so popular, as I can only imagine, when it came out, I was a new Christian, and, man, I listened to that song over and over. Uh, that was that was a special song to me when it came out. Now uh, I don't know if that there's just one. I like a lot of elevation worship. I like you know Hillsong. I like Jeremy Camp. Whatever. Honestly, there's a lot of good stuff on the radio. I, so, I don't know if you know the song. So will I? No, I, I, I don't I think, know I think, it. I think it's Hillsong, but that's that's one that I really like a lot now. It's um, a worship song called So Will I. So will I. It talks about you know if the if the plant you know. If the planets will worship you, or so will I. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know all the words, though. But I, I think I think but, it, it might be more of the hook than I like that I like that than anything. But and the lyrics are really good too. Well, so. that's definitely one that we can look up. So will I, uh, possibly by Hillsong or in one of those other famous uh, worship bands. So yeah, I, and I can only imagine. You know, that was that was instrumental i think in a lot of our lives back then have you seen the movie yeah Just, it did it was awesome actually yeah. so so uh, one of the things that, that i'm doing and you know announcement on the podcast <laughs> um i'm going to start part of my youtube ministry as as we're going into that and i'm moving into that as well too is i'm going to start five things for just Christian things that, you know, in my opinion, five mm-hmm. things. And the first one that I filmed was five Christian movies that all Christians should watch. Awesome, man. Because a lot of Christian movies... Aren't so awesome. <laughs> aren't so awesome. And number five, just, you know, spoiler alert here, number five is I Can Only Imagine. That's great. It I, was good. I watched it uh, with my girlfriend and... Uh, Did you cry? I was close, you know. <laughs> I, I, I definitely... I, cr- I think I was, I was misty-eyed for sure. You know, I... Uh, you know, I, I lost my dad when I was nine, mm. you know, and, and, and the relationship with him and his dad, you know, I didn't have a rocky relationship by any means with my dad, but just 
you know, watching that and thinking back when, you know, it's been hard without my dad sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and where he is and, you know, if he would, you know, be supporting me, if he wouldn't, you know, he yeah. came to faith later in his, you know, years. He wasn't that old, you know, he was 30. He just turned 34 when he passed away, I think. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, would he be supporting me? Where would he be in my ministry and stuff like that? So a lot of that, a lot of that flooded in. Um, so that made it probably even better to that emotional response, but that just watching him struggle and fight to, Mm. to do it. Um, you know, it, 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 it was a good way. I don't know how accurate it is or anything else. I'm assuming it's pretty accurate because he was, he was within, I think he had, you know, some producer rights in, 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 in the movie, but that struggle we all go through, whether it's writing a song or whether it's coming to faith or whether it's overcoming something. Um, it was just great. Great, no, great movie. Totally, uh, it was one of my, one of the best ones I saw. I actually took a group of people. I, I my mom and all these friends. It was like twenty five of us, I think. We went to go see the night that Paul the Apostle of Christ came out, and I can only imagine it came out like a week or two earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, it looked like cheese. It looked like a cheese ball movie. I don't know, just from the preview. It did, yeah. And I saw Paul Apostle of Christ, and it stunk. I'm sorry if you liked it, if you're listening, but I thought it stunk. And then I saw Matt, I can only imagine a week or two later, and it was so good. And I was like, man, I should have took everybody to see yeah. this. But yeah, it, it was it was very well done. Some sometimes those Christian movies, they get a pass because they're a Christian movie. Yeah, and people, you know. all the Christians are like, oh my god, it was so good. And I'm like, eh, it wasn't really that good. <laughs> you just liked it because they said Jesus a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Rob. Uh, Give everybody just some websites to go sure. to if they want to check you yeah. out, and uh, we'll you know we'll close with that. Absolutely. So the book is whywaitingworks.com. I actually had developed a study guide to go with the book uh, for you know anybody out there that um, wants to find a tribe. You know, so especially the people that are waiting, it's very hard to do that alone. You need to have community. So I developed a, something called the Truth About Sex. It's a study guide that goes with it. And uh, that's also on the website. They can find me at robbkowalski.com. And that's also my social media handles. Facebook and Instagram is robbkowalski. So they can, uh, if you know, if anybody wants to connect me with me, or they can, they can also look up City Fam. Let me not miss that. That was actually. Well, I was gonna, I was getting ready to throw that out there. That too. was the reason I wrote the book. To <laughs> yeah. be honest, as I wanted to talk about City Fam. So City Fam is a Baltimore-based nonprofit, but we have goals, uh, dreams at least, to spread to other cities and it really is about uh giving people things to do and people to do them with so they don't do the wrong thing and it just you know gives you social events and service events uh we volunteer a lot in our community but it's just a great onboarding ramp for people that maybe maybe not ready for church yet but you know they might just need some healthy friendships and then through those relationships you'll see uh you know miracles happen so that's at cityfam.com cityfam it's dot com dot com dot com mm-hmm. okay cityfam.com if you're around baltimore i suggest you check it out they do plenty of things i know you're going bowling you, this will come out after mm-hmm. the bowling event you know unfortunately i'm leaving i can't go to i was going to try to make it to that one as well too because you're in my neighborhood exactly. <laughs> you're in my right neck in of the woods yeah uh, uh but i'll be away this weekend unfortunately um, but yeah, so check them out. They do a lot of fun things. Uh, service project once a month as well, yep. too. March 30th is our next service project. We'll be at Talmar Farms. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I highly, highly suggest that um, and checking out Rob and his book. And uh, so for Amazed by God, uh, brought to you by Through God's Library, this is Mark Stitchin, and we will see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.